0: I'm Eric Harris,
1: and I'm Kim Fleck,
0: and this is Healing is in Your Hands. The purpose of this podcast is to share our perspective on holistic healing and how you can take back your healing power.
1: All right, Eric, I am excited to learn more about our guest today, so give it to me.
0: Yeah, today's guest is a sound healer, and he has been in recovery from alcohol and drugs for over 10 years. His name is Kelvin Young. And when Kelvin first discovered sound healing, it had a profound effect on his life. He has since studied sound healing with master sound healers, studied holistic stress management, and has now has a recovery coach certification. Kelvin has presented around the country in many diverse settings. He has been a part of a powerful documentary on addiction and recovery. He is an inspiration for so many and has dedicated his life to healing others. He has received awards for his work and he serves as the board of directors of Eat the Sunlight with Kevin Reese, a previous guest on the podcast. He is one of my favorite sound healers, and I've had the honor of collaborating with him while teaching Qigong when he performed sound healing. You will hear more about Kelvin after a brief word from our sponsor. The Wu Healing Center is located in West Hartford, Connecticut, and Maynard, Mass. The mission of the Wu Healing Center is to educate, inspire, and empower people to take control of their own health and well-being. They provide world-class traditional Chinese medicine, Tai Chi, and Qigong practitioners focused on empowering qi, enhancing health, and healing the mind, body, and spirit. They provide long-distance Taoist TCM educational classes to teach families how to heal each other and spread Taoist Chinese medicine to the world. To learn more about Dr. Ming Wu and his health and healing philosophy, you can go to wuhealing.com. And we encourage you to visit the Wu Healing Center page on Facebook and click on membership to learn about their closed group for live classes, educational materials, and more.
1: Well, that's quite the introduction, Kelvin. I just want to welcome <laughs> you to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Kim, thank you.
1: Um, let's just start right from the beginning which is from addiction to recovery. Mm-hmm. Could you shed some light on, um, you know, what that journey has been like for you?
2: Sure, absolutely. I just want to thank both of you, you know, Kim and, and Eric, for this opportunity to be on this pa- podcast here today. So thank you so much, and it's, it's an honor to be here. It's and, our um, pleasure. Thank, yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. So again, you know, my name is, is Kelvin Young, and just have an opportunity to offer sound healing to, Uh, different people from all walks of life, um, you know, throughout the United States. But one of the most important things for me, and I'm honored to say that I'm also a person that's in long-term recovery from alcohol and and other drugs. And for after many years of battling with depression, anxiety, and, and drug addiction, I found freedom from from alcohol, from marijuana, uh, from cocaine, from heroin, and even prescription opiates, such as Oxycontin, Vicodins, and Percocets, and I began my healing journey uh, in a drug treatment program within prison, and it was within this prison program I learned about the transformative powers of yoga, meditation, sound healing, creative expressive arts like poetry and journaling, and I had a lot of misconceptions about yoga, about meditation, and if I could be frank and blunt on your podcast, you know, I thought yoga was for rich white women, Mm. (laughs) and and I I thought, you know, uh, meditation was for for Buddhists and hippies, so Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was for me, and I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me practicing these modalities, so I definitely didn't think it was for me, but I know the things I was doing prior to going to prison, it wasn't working for me no more, so I had to try something new, I had to try something different. So by stepping out of my comfort zone and utilizing sound healing and meditation and these different mind-body practices that I learned while incarcerated, I was able to find a sense of calmness and inner peace, even being in a very hostile and restrictive environment such as prison. But most importantly, I was able to understand the root causes of my experiences with addiction. And from my lived experience, I, I learned that it was the unhealed, unprocessed emotional pain. It was the toxic, chronic stress. It was the trauma that I endured in my life was at the root of my addiction. So I was reaching for something outside of myself to find a sense of relief from that distress. And I found it in alcohol and marijuana and cocaine and heroin and prescription drugs. And it worked for a while for me until it didn't work. And I got caught up in that very vicious cycle of addiction. And that was a powerful, powerful learning experience for me today. And and I can sit here in your studio today and and say that I'm, you know, grateful for my experience uh, with addiction. And I'm also grateful for my experience of being incarcerated because it wasn't for those experiences I wouldn't be the man that I am today. You know, I think about it. Like, how can we truly appreciate the sunshine without experiencing the rain? How can we truly appreciate the good times in our life without experiencing the so-called negative times in our life? And like a beautiful flower, I believe it needs both the sunshine and the rain in order to to grow. One of the many things I've learned from my experience is that addiction is a human experience, not a human identity. Because behind the so-called addict behind the so-called alcoholic. To me, is a beautiful human being that experienced a significant amount of trauma, emotional distress, and pain, and toxic chronic stress, and just looking for ways to find relief from that distress. And we live in a culture and a society that conditions us to reach for something outside of ourselves We're dealing with any type of pain, whether it's a physical pain or emotional pain. You know, growing up as a kid, if I had a headache, <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> conditioned to reach for aspirin or, or Tylenol, some type of um, pill. And, you know, for, for me, I use a physical painkiller such as Oxycontin and Vycanis and Percocets and heroin to deal with an emotional pain. And, like I said before, it worked for, for a very long time until it, it didn't work. And I needed these substances just to feel normal, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it became a dependency then it became a, a full-blown addiction. And um, once I was able to utilize different holistic practices such as meditation and sound healing and music and how that was so powerful um, in my healing process and in my healing journey, that I was able to connect to those raw human emotions that I suppressed for many, many years um, and able to um bring them to the surface, because I believe it's important for us to feel uh, before we heal. And I call my experience, at least I was in prison a few times, but my fourth prison bin that I, I've done where I had an opportunity to really do the inner work, at least begin the, the healing process for me. So I was able to um, be in a place where I, I couldn't leave, you know, and I call it divine intervention because I was I was in this place where I was taken out of my element and, and put in a place where I couldn't leave and having uh, the opportunity, and I, I call it an opportunity for a reason because I had the opportunity to truly do uh, the inner work in order to, to find freedom or begin my healing journey um, while incarcerated. And utilizing these tools in a way that was therapeutic for me, I was able to really feel those raw human emotions that I suppressed for many years and able to express them therapeutically in a healthy way in order for me to release a lot of the uh, stuck traumas in our bodies and, uh, and those uncomfortable emotions that I suppress or transmute them or even integrate them uh, for my healing journey. And if y'all don't mind, Kim and Eric, I would love to share a poem that I wrote uh, while I was in uh, this drug treatment program within prison because it was very therapeutic for me. So the name of this poem is called Eyes of a Silent Sun. Look into my eyes and tell me what you see. Is it a lost soul with no control, trying to be free? As I look into the mirror and stare into my eyes, I see all the anger and self-hate, hypocrisy and lies. I see resentment, frustration, embarrassment and pain. I see jail bars and fancy cars as I cruise down the memory lane. I see the feelings I repressed going back to childhood. I need to let go of those feelings. I would if I could. I see the hurt that I caused to the ones I love the most. I see my brother on his wedding day as we celebrate with a toast. I see the good and bad times that I experienced in my life. But it's so hard to let go of all that bitterness and strife. There's a sense of sadness when you look into my eyes like the ones you see when a close relative dies. But this death is not physical. It has to do with the soul. It's that morbid feeling we get when our spiritual energy is low. It's like nothing matters anymore, like that day when I was fired, feeling depressed and weak, can't sleep, but I'm so tired. I'm tired of all the pain, the hurt, and the rain from that cloud that keeps following me. Sometimes I think I'm insane. But when I look out the window and see the beauty of the lake, it reminds me of good times, like when I was nine and things were fine. And with the sunrise, I can feel the presence of the creator. When I look out my window, I see me in the beauty of nature. I'm a part of God's creation, nature, and humanity. The loving spirit that's in Jesus is also in me. So I learned to love myself and others just for who we are. And I learned all about this love looking out my window with jail bars. And for me, I learned about love in a very unusual place in prison, behind bars. And by practicing meditation, listening to sounds and vibrations and music, and learning these tools like meditation, I was able to go within. And once I was able to go within, I was able to move past the shame and the guilt that often keep us in a very vicious cycle of addiction. And once I was able to move past that, I was able to connect to the true essence of who I am. And I believe that true essence is the unconditional agape love. And to me, love is more than just a raw human emotion. It's a vibration. It's a frequency. And I believe it's my natural state of being. And once I was able to connect with that aspect of who I am and looking out the window and seeing the sun, the moon, you know, the all the beauty of nature. And understand the same divine essence, the same creative force, the same power that created the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the beauty of nature created Me, created both of you. And when I had that mentality, it helped me to shift my mentality from a a victim mentality. Oh, I'm an addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a convicted felon. I'm a high school dropout, more to a victorious co-creator mentality. I'm a person that's in recovery from alcohol and other drugs. And I went through these, these life experiences and had an opportunity to learn and grow from them. And I truly do believe that life's about learning, growing, and evolving. You know, I learned from my so-called negative experiences in my life and the knowledge I obtained from them allowed my consciousness to evolve. So as a result, I became more consciously aware for the choices I make in my life. And today I sustain my health and recovery by eating a plant-based diet because I believe what we consume in our bodies does affect our mental, emotional well-being, practicing sound healing with my meditation on a consistent basis spending quality time in the beauty of nature. I, I think nature is one of those, is, is the most underutilized antidepressants out there. And and listening to different um, relaxing, uh, calming, energizing music. Uh, music is like my therapist, it's therapy for me. Uh, different type of body movement, whether it's Qigong or Tai Chi, or whether it's taking a walk in the beauty of nature, ecstatic dance, whatever it gives my body, on f- um, the energy flowing within my body. And really building, um, and, and co-creating healthy relationships with the loved ones in my life. Because I believe that connection, human connection, is the cure for feelings of isolation, loneliness, and depression, and different other types of emotional distresses that we experience in this human life. So just doing all these different things in my life, it allows me to sustain my, uh, my recovery. And it's been over 10 years uh, since I've been in long-term recovery. So I'm just so grateful uh, that I had an opportunity to learn these tools while in prison.
1: First of all, I just want to say that Ooh. poem, yeah, mm. oh. is absolutely spot on and beautiful. Mm, thank you. And speaks Ch- to so, yeah, so many experiences. Right <laughs> I was just watching you and as you were reading it, we talked a little bit off off mic about mm-hmm. um, that. I used to work with students with emotional and behavioral concerns mm-hmm. in um, high school, and middle school. Mm-hmm. And this was, I did it in Connecticut, but my main, main place was in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And... Um, These guys and girls, Mm -hmm. guys and girls, experiencing very difficult times, like Mm -hmm. you're talking about, and even before that, I was at a place that was like a lockup facility that was private, Mm. and it was in New Bedford, Westport, Fall Mm -hmm. River, and these, and this was just guys that I was with at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, seasons would change, and they were in these closed door timeout rooms Mm -hmm. and horrific you know circumstances some Mm -hmm. like you're talking about Mm. nothing to do with their control yes but now they're trying to process this and they're like 13 14 sometimes younger than that Mm -hmm. Um, when I went to the the collaborative and worked in the Lawrence area Lawrence Massachusetts area
3: Mm
1: -hmm. um, those are some of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my
3: life Mm, and the most
1: powerful changing who I was Mm -hmm. um, changing me forever you know some of these kids died but what you're talking about, we had expressive art therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, we had all different types of music therapy mm-hmm. and and art therapy. And, and the kids were able to bring themselves to a different level because of the respect they were given and mm-hmm. the love and the wraparound services of we know who you are. You're right. not a number. You're not your diagnoses. Mm-hmm. You're not your circumstance. You're not your past
2: mm, that's right right that's and right. so
1: listening to you just made me feel like i was looking at them mm. so for that alone <laughs> i
2: thank you thank you so much for sharing that yeah thank you ken thank you so much <sighs>
0: wow right? yeah like, i'm still like buzzing <laughs> from <know>. your little <laughs> intro there beautiful yeah you're
1: such a beautiful soul like <laughs> oh, for real you. straight up
2: thank you so yeah. much
0: we will be right back after a brief word from our sponsor
1: Healing is in Your Hands is sponsored by Ralphie's Retreat, a no-kill shelter located in western Maine dedicated to cats who have been diagnosed with feline leukemia. Ralphie's opened in July of 2013 with the mission of providing FELV cats from all over the United States with healthy, happy, long lives. Some come from homes where their owners could no longer care for them or from shelters that euthanize cats just for testing positive. Ralphie's treats leukemia with both Western and alternative medicines. The cats have access to natural light, beautiful indoor spaces, a fenced yard with climbable trees, butterflies, and more. We hope that you will consider donating or sponsoring some of Ralphie's fabulous felines. You can learn about Ralphie's life-saving work and their beautiful feline friends at ralphiesretreat.org. That's Ralphie's, R-A-L-P-H-I-E-S, retreat.org dot org. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. With your help, we can change the outlook for FELV cats around the country through love, compassion, advocacy, and education.
0: So how how do you reach people who suffer from addiction and, and, and help them with sound healing?
2: Well actually now um just with the work I've been doing and um, having opportunities to work with different uh, private nonprofits, um, different organizations that work with people um, that have mental health and, and addiction uh, issues, um, you know places like uh, Intercommunity and and Rushford and um, um, you know CHR and all these different types of, of places where they they work with this uh, uh, people that have these experiences um, where. You know, I don't have, I'm not a licensed clinical social worker. I don't have a master's, but what I do have, a lived experience, and which a lot of these facilities now, they recognize that lived experience as something very valuable for the people that they serve within their agencies. So taking that lived experience, and, and plus being, you know, certified in professional sound healer, where... I share my story because I believe there's power, there's healing power in our stories that we share, our lived experience that we share, particularly in mental health and addiction issues. You know, to give a sense of inspiration and hope. So, um, I'm, I'm, they invite me to 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 work and contract with these um, their agencies to um, share my story, share my lived experience, but also bring tools. That helped me, and 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 bring a more of a holistic approach um, to the facility to help people to to deal with the stress. Stress is one of uh, the main contributors to setbacks or relapses. You know, with people yeah. that's looking for for sobriety or or recovery. So, uh, finding tools that we can utilize to help us to to regulate our stress, because you know, for a period of time, myself and many others. To deal with our stressors, you know, we drank, we smoked, uh, we did uh, different other types of drugs, and like I said before, it may work for temporarily, but a lot of times it causes more problems and, and issues for us. But what tools can we utilize um, to help to deal with our, our stress in, in a very in a healthier way um, is what agencies are looking for, and it, it just it just it warms my heart to see so many different systems of care is now bringing in different types of uh, modalities and to me it doesn't matter what they want to call it alternative integrative medicine yeah. <laughs> complementary medicine it doesn't matter to me wellness, program. wellness yeah. program yeah exactly, <laughs> Harry. yeah exactly eric you know it's the fact that the they they, they starting to recognize these modalities um that really help people to um help them with with their health and 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 well well-being you know and maybe 10 15 20 30 years ago this was considered like Crack, crackery, or or yeah. Woo-woo, yeah. whatever, witchcraft, know, witchcraft. That is still, is <laughs> <made> <laughs> you know. And, and now, you know, Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services. They even have an integrative medicine conference that they have every December, and where they, they talk about these different modalities um, that we offer, um, and to like, you know, and and talk about the data and, and the, the science behind it. And I do work with demons as well, and um, contracted with the Department of Corrections as well too, and. You know, I had opportunity to to go into uh, Cheshire uh, Prison on, on Friday, and and I talked to uh, a group of men um, that's um, part of the uh, A True program, and that program that it was on um, it was recognized on CBS on, on 60 Minutes um, in April about this program they have at Cheshire, whereas they're they're um, you know they have a, a strong motto um, to really help. Um, young, well, young adults from eighteen to twenty-five, and they connected with people that are serving a life sentence to be their mentors to to wow. support them, and um, this is a model that they they received in Germany, and whereas they adopted the model here in, in Connecticut, and they have a uh, profound profound experience with that, um, and I had an opportunity to talk to these men and to share a little bit about my experience and and bring sound healing um, to that facility, and. Um, you know, for the most part, majority of people they never, never experienced sound healing before mm-hmm. or know what it was. But I had the opportunity to share my lived experience and talk about how sound healing helped me, and it gave people, it brought the the walls down and gave people opportunity to experience something new. And just the response that I got after the sound healing meditation was just so. It's just so profound where you know the guys there was raising their hand and like i never felt like that before and and one of the gentlemen uh, mentioned that um you know the chimes i used the cushy chimes and it, it sounded like you know i was it reminded him of a good time that he had um sitting on his grandmother's porch and even the, C- the ceo um, he he mentioned, a correction officer, he mentioned um, that he was very stressed out earlier, you know, in the morning time, but just listening to 20 minutes of the Crystal Bowls, um, how that really helped him to calm his mind and relax his body, and, you know, and just hearing that feedback from him was, was beautiful, and there's many, many other um, just stories of, of guys coming up to me and, and just sharing that, and now, whereas the the brought it to the attention of their counselor supervisor whereas they want to um create um like a sound meditation on a monthly basis like for me coming here and do like just particularly just sound healing for 45 minutes for um you know the guys that's incarcerated that want to participate in the program and it just takes um introducing something new something that you know be like Maybe want to dismiss at first, but once they experience it for themselves and see how that makes them feel, helps them to like to relax and feel that sense of calmness. And there's a lot of stress and a lot of of low vibrational energy, if you will, well, in the spills, prisons.
1: It spills over too spills into over. the community. Like they've done tracking programs of this, um, mm, where right. it shows that somebody comes in like yourself and does, you know, sound healing or mm-hmm. meditation or yoga or. I remember we did Taekwondo even for mm. kids at one point, right? That's more physical and moving mm-hmm. around. But but still, the levels of the incidence mm-hmm. of lashing out or anger or self-harm mm-hmm. reduced.
2: Yes. Dramatically. Yeah. Yes.
1: So it's, pro- it's proven data right there that it works.
2: And you've seen the shift. I, I was able to see the shift uh, when I first walked in, how the guys were interacting with one another. And once after, you know, how just calm and mellow people were you know and how they were able to express that you know and just my intention was to kind of like bring that energy and vibration into the space that we was in to the prison that we was in as well too so you know from my teacher what I've learned you know the frequency plus intention equals healing so therefore setting that attention I believe was was very important to add with the with the frequency and vibrations from the crystal bowls and to create that that calm and relaxing and healing effect for the community. So, having the opportunity to go to different places um, to bring these these therapies where it's is welcome now. Um, it's just it's just great to see that, um, and really you know helping people to. Uh, you know, deal with their stress, deal with their emotional pain, and one of the things that I like to do when I go to these facilities is is create a circle where we have opportunity to connect with one another because I want this experience to be um, a learning experience for for everyone participating, including myself. You know, um, as a um, you know as a person that's in recovery, working with a lot of the cl- uh, clinicians and therapists, um, you know, there seemed like this, this this hierarchy of of just um, of I'm the helper and you need my help, you know, and I, I know um, the barrier that's that's, that's there when um, coming from that perspective, you know, and they're just saying, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how many degrees a person has mm-hmm. or how many, um, um, you know, letters they have behind their name, um, it's irrelevant to a lot of people that's um, looking for support. Uh, and once we know how much compassion that you have for the human being aspects of the person, how much love and support that you wanna, you, you genuinely want to, to share and not just doing this for, not just only for a paycheck, then the walls go down and you're able to connect with a human being. I think connection, like I said before, is so powerful. So once, you know, I like to go around and just have people to share a little bit about themselves, share beyond their addiction because we're not our addiction. You know, it's just an experience. So when people be able to see and, and to, sh- to say, speak upon, um, you know, who they are, some of the things they like to do, what they're grateful for, um, I think there's, there's healing power in that as well, too. And then to, to implement the sound healing sessions within um, these experiences, I think it's is powerful as well.
1: Because you're helping them shed what I call their armor,
2: Mm, these Mm -hmm.
1: layers of layers that they've protected themselves with over the years Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then as you're giving them this safe space Mm -hmm. where you're providing respect, which Mm -hmm. many of them don't receive, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and compassion Mm -hmm. and uh, actual active listening, Mm -hmm. not just pretending to listen because you have to be there like right. you're saying and getting your check I've seen those too <laughs> right they just roll up like with all there yeah and they're like that, no eye contact they I yeah, right There's a, the, yeah. a, and then they're like oh why do you connect with the kids so much I'm like Cause I connect. <laughs>
2: like
1: you, you know, you might want to try to connect. Like you exactly. didn't even look at him. You didn't even acknowledge him. you yeah. you talk about people's um, how they stand and they've got their arms crossed. Yeah. I'm like that's so incredibly inviting. Yes, I feel so warm <laughs> to chill with you right now and share my life. Like right. what? Like this kid has gone through six foster homes, neglect, right, yeah, yeah. is on the street eating mm-hmm. a big and beefy on you know mm. Thanksgiving, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna pop in for fifteen minutes check and let you know like how your treatment plan's going thanks right, yeah right. peace out right. thanks you know <laughs> so yeah exactly kudos to you like you know we need all of you like 10 of you in there yeah. instead of 10 degrees I'm, I'm sorry that was just my like rant i'm someone who has experienced this for so many years i had another question for you but i just was like no i'm going there yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's all good Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. i well, know that you're doing teaching um at Qigong this summer over on, like, this this beautiful room on a rooftop in the yeah. community, right?
0: So yeah, with Community Health Center. We're going to yeah. yeah,
1: get Kelvin over there to rock out. You guys get up on the
2: roof, and we'll do a whole video <laughs> of, <you> know, <laughs> with everybody there. Yeah, I wanted to join you last Friday, then something came up, but I've seen that that you're, you're doing it up, up there. Yeah, there, which is, yeah, which is it's awesome. cool that they're yeah. having me yeah. come do that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think what Kim was... Was gonna say Mm -hmm. with that was do you do any do you do any events outside or or do you only do stuff that's inside and like how was your experience with that?
2: Yeah, just I did an event up in Springfield just the past Saturday. It it was outside and it was it was it was beautiful. Um, You know, it was a morning um, sound healing meditation at nine thirty in the morning, so it wasn't too hot. And um, was it at
0: Forest Park or
2: uh, it was at someone's residence? Okay, um, but they have a nice nice backyard very very beautiful they have uh, they have like chickens and roosters uh uh, running around and you know have different uh, plants and gardens i'm growing in in his house and um you know it it was just a, a very beautiful experience where people have opportunity to to um experience being in nature because it listened to the primordial sounds of nature and and what that was uh, producing for us and the sounds of nature helps us to to relieve that stress along with the crystal bowls and the ocean drum and uh, the uh, the metal bowls from nepal and and the, and, um, the hand drum all these different um, healing tools i was utilizing it just brought on uh, a deep place of um, peace and calmness and for people to start their day so it, it's um it's a little different than doing it in indoors but like it, it's nothing like being in nature yeah. um and, and hearing the primordial sounds and you know i do different festivals and 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 different things like that as well um outdoors yeah. do you have a
1: tape out there like tape um your like when you go out and you you do your sound healing outside at one of these but do you ever tape and like sell those like, like video a, uh, no, like audio, so people could listen to it again? Uh, no, I haven't.
2: I mean, I do have um, so cool. CDs and audio. Um, um, oh, you do? We yes. to link that. Yes, link okay, that. yeah. Definitely that people could purchase online, um, you know, Sound Healing for Modern Day Stress, which is over 45 minutes of, of different sounds, yeah, like that. Um, which involves a guided uh, meditation uh, by Alicia Feller. Um, she's a, a licensed clinical social worker down in Trumbull, Connecticut. Awesome. And we collaborated together to uh, produce this uh, CD for for people that she works with um, in her private practice, um, as well as the people that I, I serve uh, within the communities. Um, but, yeah, I never, never recorded it, like, live like that. Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool if yeah. you did. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe we can do that sometime with him there. We can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah. We can make anything yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: Put a yeah. mind to it. Yeah. 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 Well, and I'm going to be creating some some meditation tracks yeah. and stuff. Mm. So, um, oh, yeah. So that's my You'll big a, plan. Our yeah. Med- yeah.
1: Our meditative, mo- uh, we're doing a, a year... Um, of the podcast will be a year in mm-hmm. September. Like we started in August, but our first re- our first um, episode went out last September. Okay. And we're taking all the meditative moments, and we're gonna sell them as a. I'll put it As together. It put it
2: together. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: and, and put it out there for, because people love the meditative mm. moments. I mean, I, we are always like, don't drive and listen. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all we need. Healing in your hands is why I'm in the hospital. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Eric's part. That's not,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's I mean. not me. It's not her I, fault. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just throw Eric right under that bus. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> um, you mentioned you were a vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, We have a lot of episodes about this. I am 110% vegan at heart. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, my medical journey Mm -hmm. uh, took me towards a... Doing bone broth, which only Eric makes. We have an episode we on that. We have an episode about it yeah, and, yeah. How, and yeah. how hard it was for me
2: year and a half what Well this. tell you, Eric? Yeah. do a lot of things. I do do a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> Eric's got so much going on. <laughs> I knew who I targeted when I was like, who
1: can I do a podcast with? Oh, look at this fella. Good voice, does multiple things. Treatment yeah. Got, yep, got him. <laughs> Forages. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit, Kelvin, about the documentary that you were a part of and sure. why you felt it was important for you to be a part of it?
2: Yeah, um, it was, it's called Uprooting Addiction and it, it talks about, um, it really illustrates uh, the connection between uh, trauma and addiction. Um, and they talk about uh, what they called um, the ACE. Um, the ACE scores, which I believe it stands for the Adverse Childhood Experience, and uh-huh. it's a list of five, no, 10 different questions to kind of like to see um, how much uh, stress, how much trauma that you experienced in your life. And the higher um, the higher the, your score, the more you are susceptible to um, addiction. you know, And, and it, it kind of really um, addressed that issue from that Perspective and and looking at um, recovery, um, not just on an, indi- an individual basis, but on a on a community basis on, and a and a, and a, and a country basis and, and a world basis. And now we do we have that that the social recovery and what that means for us and how different economic situations uh, play a part in it. How uh, poverty plays a part um, in addiction. Um, how these different factors play a part of it. It's not just A genetic thing um, is more deeper um, than that. So therefore, it just addresses um, the roots Mm -hmm. of of addiction and how do we find healing uh, from addiction. And you know, each person had their own. uh, Like seven of us, uh, we have you know they kind of share these individual individual stories of of our experiences with addiction, but also our hope uh, in recovery as well too. And we all had opportunity to. We was at a, a one- day retreat where we we went over our, our ACE scores and you know kind of talk about um, our childhood trauma and, and what we experienced in our life and how that affected the way we see ourselves and the world and the people in it and how we use um, certain um, substances and behaviors to to deal with that pain you know you know we also have um, um, Dr. Gabor Amate, um he's in it he's a, a addiction recovery expert and he, he talks about it. And one of the questions that he asks is, you know, you know, people he worked with, you know, highly addicted uh, people in, in Canada, you know, he talks about and addresses, um, you know, a person that he's working with is it's not necessarily um, why the addiction, but why the pain. We had opportunity to kind of like address the root, you know, of our our pain that we experienced um, in childhood, and how we we. Um, reached out to different coping mechanisms to deal with that, that pain. Um, and then, yeah, so, so I'm so excited, it's coming out um, in September, um, which is September's is National Recovery Month, um, where we celebrate our, our recovery from alcohol and other drugs all over the country. So I think it's a good, good way um, to really uh, promote recovery um, during National Recovery Month and promote uh, the documentary as well, too. So I'm, I'm very excited to be part, an honored to be a part of that you know, there was a saying that that didn't necessarily resonate with me, but it was implanted in my subconscious for a long time. Is once the addict, always an addict. I don't uh, subscribe to that philosophy because I know, you know, with, with alcohol and, and and drugs, it does change our 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 brain structure and and um, but just with the science of of, of um, you know. Uh, neuroplasticity, we know that we can create different neural pathways uh, within our brain um, to create um, healthier habits, you know, and we could truly heal um, uh, from um, addictive states. And a lot of addictions, you know, we, we tend to demonize certain addictions, such as addicted to crack cocaine or heroin or, or what have you. Um, but there's many people that's addicted to, to work, um, and, including me. And, and at, a, at a point in time, Um, I was working uh, 60, 70, 80 hours um, a week not to deal with the pain of my mother. My mother was going through her transition of life. Um, She had Alzheimer's. And that's a very, um, you know, to see a person that brought you into this world and took care of you since day one um, to kind of like fade away like that. Um, it was very emotional for me. It was very painful for me. Um, so I tried to distract myself as much as I can with, with work. And it was very deceptive in a way because I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, you know, and I'm getting praises, I'm getting raises, you know, I'm, I'm getting um, prestige and, and everything like that, but also neglecting my health. I'm not dealing with the root of my issues um, and neglecting my family and loved ones because of that. So there's, you know, people can become um, addicted to um, many things, not just alcohol or, or any other drug, but different uh, behaviors um, they could, could be addictive as well, too. So, therefore, how do we look at a, a person in addictive state? You must address the, the root cause of it, and a lot of it stems from emotional pain that's unresolved, unhealed, um, the trauma that we experience in our life, um, and the toxic chronic stress in this modern-day society, and we, we reach for stuff um, to deal with that. And when we look at it from that perspective, you know, that we're, <laughs> uh, we all could be um, addicted to something and we all could be in recovery uh, from something as well too.
0: Healing is in Your Hands is sponsored by
1: Brand Feelers, social media for social good. Everything we do, we do with the idea of bringing good to the world.
0: And chief for Healing, using holistic healing practices to connect the mind, body, and spirit.
1: Healing Is In Your Hands is looking for sponsors who share our mission to educate and empower through holistic healing. If your business is interested in becoming a sponsor, email us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com.
0: Or you can click the link at the bottom of the description in your app to make a monthly donation of as little as 99 cents a month. All right, so, Kelvin, we mm-hmm. had someone you're familiar with mm-hmm. on a previous podcast episode. <laughs> yes. Dr. Kevin Reese. Dr. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just want to know real quick how mm-hmm. you ended up being on the board of directors for Eat the Sunlight.
2: Yeah, it was, um, um, you know, I've, I've known Kevin for um, a few years now and have an opportunity to work with, with him in different projects. And, you know, he, he reached out to me and he, um, you know, he acts, you know, he kind of shared about his vision. Uh, with would eat the sunlight, and you know what he, he wants to do, how he wants to uh, transform health, and 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 really, once he got into uh, the kids, working with the kids, and, and really educating kids using entertainment, and educating parents as well about how to be mindful of what we choose to eat. Um, I was I was on board, you know, and uh, we just had an event. Um, Couple of weeks ago at the Bridge um, Hill Arts Center in, in, in Farmington, and it was it was very it went very well. Different parents and educators, they asked very great questions. We was able to roll out um, sunlight, sunny, and you know, and <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and what that means, um, and how we we plan to to um, help change the way that that kids uh, look at their eat their foods, and um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's just an honor and pleasure to be a part of. Uh, part of Eat the Sunlight Health Incorporated and, and serving on the board of directors.
1: He is an animated fella yes, with a is. lot of vision <laughs> yes. and Sunlight Sunny yes. is gonna take off, yes. you know, and having you on board um, is absolutely a huge asset. It's I'm so sure. honored to be a part of it. It's Thank awesome. You. Um, so I think you've pretty much touched on, you know, for our listeners what it might be like to be at a sound healing session with mm-hmm. you. Um, I know I've attended different ones with, with Eric and, mm-hmm. and John Adlam, mm-hmm. where they do different things with the oils and mm-hmm. Qigong um, and a couple other places around here that were beautiful. Also ones like what you were doing. I've been to yoga studios. Where mm-hmm. they had yes. so, and I love, I love, love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, and you might not have a favorite, I know it's hard, but what might be your favorite sound healing instrument um, and why, like when I listen to them, I love the one that sounds like the wishing being a Kid Cod mm-hmm. Kid. Yeah. But um, you know, what, what is your, you know, one of your favorites? I know you probably have a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I, the one I gravitate towards the most is the crystal singing bowls. I really like the crystal um, singing bowls, the, the vibration that it, it um, emits and um, the feeling that I get and the response that I get from the crystal bowls. Um, they really resonate with me on a, on a, on a very deep level. And one of the reason why I like to work with it a lot is, um, you know, there's also another saying that our issues live in our tissues. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those, those emotions that we we suppress or repress for whatever reason, a lot of trauma that we experience in our life, it's in our bodies, it's in our muscles, it's in our tissues. You uh, know, our cells have memory, and our body keeps core of all our different experiences in our life. And the vibration and frequencies from... Um, The crystal bowls, it helps to, you know, penetrate to the cellular level. It allows to help uh, release a lot of the stuck, stagnant energy, um, um, those uncomfortable emotions or the trauma in our bodies. And it comes out in different ways. Sometimes, you know, for for some people come out in tears, which is a beautiful thing. You know, when people release um, in form of tears, people get different I'm tingling, uh, warm sensations in a certain part of the body, the energy is moving, um, different people get different, um, see different colors or, or visions in their, in their awareness, different thoughts come up to the people's conscious awareness they haven't thought about in a very long time. Um, and it, it's just a very powerful um, healing tool that I, I, I really like to use a lot.
0: All right, Kelvin. So can you tell tell us, for our listeners, where is the best place to find your website and find you on social media? Absolutely. We, we will be adding this to the show notes.
2: Oh, so. awesome. Absolutely. People can reach me at KelvinBYoung.com. Uh, um, also, on, on Facebook, I have a um, uh, a professional page, um, Facebook.com slash Young. I could be reached there. And also my, my personal page. Um, is you know you can, reach, you can reach me up as as Kelvin Young as well too, and also on uh, Instagram I could be reached at uh, Secret Sound Healing LLC, and um, you know you can go to my website at KelvinBYoung.com for um, the upcoming schedules, um, different sound healing sessions, and you can book a, a individual uh, private session as well.
1: Is that where we can find the the CDs, the audio? Also, yes. Also, yeah. the CDs
2: um, is, is is online as well too. People can purchase it right right from the website. Fantastic!
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. You are absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful, soul. Thank you, thank you. And Ken. the world needs more Kelvin Youngs. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> thank, yeah. you so thank, you. thank
0: you so much. Yes, you're, thank you're you so much. You're you're an inspiration bro. for us all. Kevin, thank you, bro. Really. Thank you so
2: much. I appreciate yeah. it, man. I, I really enjoyed working with you, and you know, we did some work at um, the Enlightenment Wellness Center, and just watching you in action doing um, the qigong. Uh, movements, you know what I mean. It, it's just I'm I'm forgetting that I'm doing the bows here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like I <laughs> like I had to, to bring it, it back in, you know what I mean. But you have a you have a very powerful uh, magnetic energy towards you, yeah. with you and the work that you do. And I didn't know you wear so many hats, man. So, yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm honored to be up here with you, Eric and Kim. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank To you, be here.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Listeners, have you ever had an experience with sound healing? If so, let us know how it was for you. You can use the Anchor app to leave an audio message or use your phone's voice memo app to record a message and email it to us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and you may hear yourself on a future episode of Healing is in Your Hands.
0: Now it's time for a special meditative moment with Kelvin performing sound healing. You're in for a special treat.
2: deep breath in and along I invite each and every one of you to take a nice deep breath in and a long breath out <sighs> releasing any stress any worry any anxiety anything that no longer serve us we ask for it to be released and it is so
1: Thanks for joining us. As always, follow us on all our social platforms Facebook and Instagram, Healing is in Your Hands, Twitter, Healing is in You1, and of course on Snapchat at Feral20 and Earthwalker11.
0: Production of Healing is in Your Hands is by Andrea Maraskin and Carol Vassar. Musical interludes are by Craig Norton and Calvin Young. Remember to subscribe and tell your friends. And if you have a minute, rate and review Healing is in Your Hands on Apple Podcasts or iTunes.
1: Until next time, friends, I'm Kim Fleck.
0: And I'm Eric Harris.
1: And remember that healing is in your hands.